is preeminently the time to speak the truth, the whole truth, frankly and boldly. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Amari Global is the first ever revolutionary mental wellness company, focusing on the gut-brain connection for adults and children. Amari's holistic products are designed to optimize performance, positivity, and motivation. The products are made with ancient natural wisdom combined by modern science that supports mood, focus, stress resilience, and whole body wellness. Whether you're an Olympic athlete or a stressed out parent, Amari Global's scientific approach is designed to meet you where you are and empower you to be the best version of yourself. Welcome back to AutismRadio.org, home of the world's first autism support radio network and proud 501c3 charitable organization, helping families challenged with autism every day get services they desperately need. Please help us make a difference in the autism community and find it in your heart to support one in 88 families in America today. Donate directly at AutismDonation.org. Now, stay tuned for a special broadcast of Hope Saves the Day with autism activist, super dad and author of The Spectrum Diet, Master Chef and the Hope Man himself, your host, Paul Simmons. Thank you for that great introduction as always. It's great to be back on another edition of Hope Saves the Day. Uh, on today's program, we have a very special guest uh, who is the principal here in Morris County, New Jersey for a wonderful program called Central Park School. I'd like to give a warm welcome to Denise Moore to the program. Thank you. Denise, it's great to have you on the program today. Um, we really want to know a little bit about yourself um, and your background and how um, you got into special education. Uh, so I started uh, teaching in general education uh, when I first graduated from school years ago and uh, started working for the Educational Services Commission actually as a child care director in a program in Mine Hill. And the superintendent actually brought me over to his special education school to be a teacher here. And so I went back to school and got my master's and from there went on to become a supervisor and now got my principal certification. So I've actually been with the the ESC commission for 27 years, but 18 of those years have actually been here in this school. And it's, it's been my path for a long time. And so glad I made that, that switch in my career because special ed is, is really near and dear to me. I really enjoy working with these students and staff. Well, it definitely takes special people to work with the special needs community for sure. Uh, definitely have to have a passion for it. Yes. And, and, and with uh, students with severe disabilities in particular, um, I think a lot of times people think of special needs and they think of, you know, a learning disability and general education that can be addressed in a school district. Um, but the students that we work with here um, have more significant disabilities, and that's why they're out of their district and come to our school in particular. Yeah, I think that's important. So, you know, we want to talk about your program today, um, what it offers, you know, about Central Park School, what makes it special. Um, I think it's a hidden gem in in Morris County. Um, that doesn't get enough recognition or, you know, and that's what we're we're here to do today to talk about the program for sure. Um, so talk about the program and, and some of the offerings and things that, you know, parents can really look forward to. 
Well, thanks for that. I mean, I do agree with you. It, we are a hidden little gem tucked away in uh, Morris Township. We are off of Hanover Avenue. So people, unless you're coming back this way to go maybe to Freeling Heights Middle School, you don't even know the school exists. But we are on a nice, quiet piece of property with a big backyard. Um, nice and private for the students. Um, we offer occupational, physical, and speech therapy. We have uh, a BCBA for behavioral services. We go to swim therapy. Our students go out to work. We go out in the community once a week for our community-based instruction. Um, we have a, a nurse who's dealt with behavioral health also, not just school nursing. But So I really feel like everybody brings something special to the table. Uh, you know, majority of our staff have been here for many years, some of them even longer than myself. Um, so it's a family environment. It's a very collaborative environment. And everybody's known the students for so long. Many of our students have been here uh, as lifelong students, maybe from the ages of preschool or early elementary. And our school goes to age 21. So we really get to know a student's needs, uh, what their strengths are, what we can work on, and where we would like them to make progress, where we feel they're going to be the most successful, and then prepare them for adult life with our activities of daily living and all the functional academics that we we put into place. You know, I think that's important is that, you know, you you work with the students at such a young age and and see them develop and grow and, and build those relationships with the parents. Um, you know, talk about the communication with parents and how you work with parents, um, you know, because I know the words IEP is a very scary word for parents, yeah. right? And, uh, you know, how you really try to help the parents go through that process as an education. Well, you know, so for our students, when they when they come to us, they already have an IEP. So, you know, a lot of parents have already been through a bit of a long road, maybe with early intervention or uh, trying to get a 504 plan or try to get an IEP or services for their child. And when the district recognizes that their program, as good as it may be, can't provide everything that that child needs, then they come to a school like ours. And so um, I feel like we work hand in hand with parents. There's uh, really communication uh, throughout the year, not just at that annual review meeting. And I feel a lot of parents um, only get that one time in review. And if they can't get all their information in that one day, they feel like they've lost their opportunity. But we continually contact our parents, communicate with them. Um, we try to have DDD come in here and do like, services and talk about um, planning for the parents, um, try to put parents in touch with transition coordinators or different people, you know, support coordinators. Um, we feel like we are going to be with you every step of the way, from the teacher writing in the book every day to the therapist letting you know how they're doing in their therapies, to the bigger questions about like, how do I get DDD or how do I get guardianship for my child? We try to help you, you know, we're part of the process with you. Yeah, what other organizations do you partner with, Denise? Because I know you do work with a few organizations here in New Jersey as well. Um, most closely, I would say most likely you would first go to DDD. Um, sometimes we are in contact also with Perform Care for students who are younger. They're not 21 yet. Um, but I think DDD and guardianship is pretty scary for parents. So we, we sometimes recommend... Um, maybe a, a local support coordinator agency or somebody who can help you with those legal issues of guardianship because it can be a little pricey and people are a little hesitant to, to step into guardianship because they don't know a lot about it. Um, I have stuff, paperwork from the state, Department of Human Services, Department of Education that I try and share with parents so that um, it gives them some guidelines, some stepping stones. So it's like little steps along the way. So the process is a little bit more smooth that way. And we also talk to all the case managers in their districts um, and make sure that the parents are on the same page that, you know, they understand the importance of guardianship 
and getting all that in place before their child's graduating at 21. You know, one of the things I think you do wonderful in your program is really include the parents in a lot of activities at the school, too. You invite the parents to many different activities throughout the year. So tell us some of the parents that don't know the program, like some of the things they can look forward to, like, you know, in joining their their children in, in the school during the school year. So we'd like to have families and, you know, and siblings of the children be able to participate in activities so that they feel like, you know, it's it's not just paperwork and um meetings is that we're actually collaborating together and having opportunity opportunities to have like casual conversations and get to know the family. So uh, we recently just last, well, I guess it was two weeks ago now had our Thanksgiving feast and we invite all of the parents and grandparents can come siblings. And it's really a, a huge undertaking with over a hundred people uh, in the gym, having a wonderful Thanksgiving feast together where the classrooms can talk to each other. The parents get together and meet some of the other parents Um see the other students that their child is with every day, talk to the teachers. And of course, you know, parent-teacher conferences, we have back to school night. We have field day in May, right before Memorial Day, where we have like a bouncy house and a trackless train and a tattoo artist and ice cream man and grills and everybody's having a cookout and families are invited to that too, because, you know, we want you to come and enjoy your child's school and family fun night. We try and have everybody come and do some activities and maybe have some pizza and ice cream together. Just you know, it's hard because our, our school serves students, not just in Morris County, but we have students from Sussex and Warren and Bergen. And so not all the time can the parents get to know each other like you do in a typical school district. And that's the chance for them to get to talk to each other and know each other, too. Yeah, it really had. I mean, I, I was there privileged enough to be there for Thanksgiving myself. And and just the, you know, just the warmness and the environment um, was really, um, you know, very welcoming for, you know, again, my first time being in that school myself. And I've visited many schools throughout the state of New Jersey and toured them. And it's just a very sense of calmness in the program. Um, you know, it didn't feel like teachers or the aides were stressed. It felt very, a very relaxed environment. And it was very refreshing to see that, obviously. Um, and again, being a parent of uh, a special needs child myself. So um, just, you know, being a parent for the day, not being uh autism yeah. radio here, you know, but uh, just seeing that it was, it was very refreshing. And I think there's, there's something to be said about the leadership in the, in the program um, there. And that I think, you know, doesn't always get recognized. Um, and I think it's important that parents know that, that, you know, are looking into new programs. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, as a, uh, somebody who's been a teacher here for years, I mean, I understand how the collaboration and being with our parents is so uh, vital to what we do because, um, we have to understand your child and each child is an individual and parents have that perspective that we need, the insight that we need to have those conversations so we can better understand, you know, what is it that you would like to have for your child down the road? You know, do you want them to have a day program? Do you want them to go out of the home and work? Do you want them to live at home with you? Um, you know, so we can try and gear what we are doing with them towards what it is you're trying to do at home. I mean, during the pandemic, we were trying to teach all the parents how to do the things that we do with our ADL and we were doing it over Zoom and parents were realizing that their children can set the table and can do the dishwasher and can do the laundry because we work on it here. And that was an opportunity for them to see like how they can carry those um, skills over into different environments because that's what we want. We want them to be successful as adults so they can be appropriate in the community and helpful in the home and maybe more independent with their own self-care. And that's the stuff we work on here in school every day. So what would you say to a new parent, obviously, listen to this program? Um, how do they find out information about your program? How would they want it? Could they tour the program? Can they make an appointment to come see the school? Or is, how does that work? 
So we are um, considered a public school district, even though we're the only school in this gigantic uh, educational services commission. Um, they run transportation services. They do special education, special services. They do business services. So um, we are a small school and, and that whole big cog. Um, but part of being a public school is that this, the child's case manager from their district normally reaches out to me and says, we're looking to send the student to an out-of-district placement school. And can we come take a tour? Here's their records. Let me know if you think they would be a good fit. And then we welcome the parent and their case manager and hopefully the child too to come take a visit where we give you a tour and we find out what it is, again, what you're looking for in a program. And then I try to let you know what we provide. Um, sometimes parents call here. Uh, they might see us on our Facebook page or they might go to the Educational Services Commission of Morris County website and see that we have a school. Um, I try to give them guidance about how to go through their district and set up a tour. And sometimes they just have questions about what our program is and what we provide. I try to give them all of that information so they can take it back to their district and say, like, I think I found a, a program that's near my home or provides what I want um, so they can recommend it as a place to visit. So um, it's a very collaborative process from day one, when from the day that the student comes to visit to the day that they get enrolled and all the way through to the end when they're graduating. So it's a lot of handholding and working together. Yeah. So what do you think the, you know, what you've seen over the past couple of years coming out of the pandemic, how the, the program has evolved? Um, you know, I guess some of the pros, some of the cons in, in general. Um, and well, what you, you know, it's always, it's always um, easy to point out all the difficult things that happened during the pandemic, as we're all aware, you know, trying to educate your child at home was difficult. And for our students in particular, because they don't can't just do a worksheet. Um, that we can send home. So what we had done was we set up Zoom meetings with all of our teachers and therapists to give sessions uh, as a homeroom or as individuals for their therapies. Um, we own buses for our commission. So we actually sent home packages every Monday with all of the supplies that every student would need for all the work they were going to do that week, whether it was through the therapist or the teacher. We sent home therapy bikes. We sent home therapy balls. We sent home all kinds of OT and PT equipment. We had our speech therapists doing boom cards. And, you know, before the pandemic, it was illegal to provide speech services uh, virtually. So that we had to go through the waiting process to get that approved. That was approved a couple of weeks later. So everybody had a learning curve that they had to figure out how to provide things in an appropriate way that would suit our students. But now we've found, you know, that that kind of made us dig a little deeper. Like what have we not been providing in the past that we could now try and provide? And, and it actually has enhanced our program even further because we're, we've taken a lot of those things and we've incorporated them into the program. So it's actually, if you want to call it a silver, silver lining, I guess you could. Yeah. yeah, no, it's interesting. That's why it's a good, it's a good question. Cause you know, you think about it, how did, how, how did you evolve, right? As a, as a program coming mm -hmm. out of the pandemic and what you learned best practices and, you know, um, some things that you took away to actually, like you said, enhance the program. And I think that's that's wonderful for parents to be able to hear that because not every program was the same equally created during the pandemic. Um, you know, and I've talked to a lot of different parents and a lot of different programs, some good, some not so good. Um, you know, and I felt like, you know, the Central Park School did a really, really nice job uh, during the pandemic and obviously doing the best you can with dealing with the circumstances, right. but really had to think outside the box and did a lot of things that not everybody else was doing. Yeah, well, we had to be quick on our feet because we didn't want any gap in our students getting what they need. And 
everybody thought it was going to be a two week shutdown. And when we quickly realized that wasn't going to happen, uh, the superintendent had a big Zoom meeting with all the teachers and everybody. And we just decided that we were going to put our heads together and come up with a program that, to the best of our ability, would suit our students. And I think um, everybody's input was helpful because it felt like most of our parents, if not all of our parents, have mentioned um, emphatically how they were impressed by how much we did for them and how much um, their student grew even during that period because parents were involved in what they were doing. Yeah, and I think that's, a again, reason I asked those questions. I think it's important that parents had never saw your program before understand what you guys did during that pandemic because I think it's important. And, um, you know, it's a, it's incredible what the accomplishments that were done dealing with such a difficult situation. And just, again, like you said, thinking very quickly on your feet and and coming up with some really good ideas that are actually helped the program today. Um, right, so well, where do you see the program going from, from here now? Um, again, you're out of the pandemic now, of course, you know, still COVID's here to stay. Obviously we know that, but, but where do you kind of see, um, you know, the, the Central Park School like evolving uh, over the next six months to next year? Um, so um, we, we started doing more of a, um, trying to beef up our 18 to 21 year old program, because we know that um, students, not all of them are able to go out to work sites. So we create a lot of in-school jobs and we want to be able to have more jobs for our students to do in the building so that they can get job experience, uh, work experience. And sometimes we find out what their strengths are uh, when they're doing that or what appeals to them more, what kind of jobs they like. Um, so we did like a little cafe a couple of weeks ago where the, our OT department had some pretzels and juice and everybody just came through and the students were learning how to clean the table, prepare the food, serve the people came through, gave them their choice of whatever they wanted to drink, clean the surface down again. Like, so like a little cafe experience to see what that was like. And they really enjoyed it. Um, we have students who do recycling in the building. We have students who uh, make bulletin boards for the teachers. We have students who drop off the attendance. And every time we try to give them in-school jobs, we're trying to help them um, develop a sense of being able to transition throughout the building without assistance or follow directions, um, do things more independently. So everything has a goal to it, and it also is a job experience for them. So I'd say we're trying to find more and more things that we can do in the building. Uh, unfortunately, the pandemic shut, shut down some of our opportunities to go to in-person places to work. So we had to get creative with more and more things to do in-house. And I think it's benefited a lot of our students. Um, we we want to see them be at their best when 21 comes along. So is there anything that we can say to anybody that might be listening that has a business uh, local in the area mm-hmm. that um, wants to maybe get involved with their school or program? Um, sometimes it's hard because it's a big corporate business, but I mean, there's a lot of local small businesses that we have worked with in the past too. Um, our students are capable of doing a lot of things if given the opportunity. We've had students who work in TJ Maxx hanging up clothes on hangers or cleaning um, down restaurants in the morning or putting together pizza boxes or working at a florist shop, working at a sports memorabilia, helping them sort their baseball cards. So if anybody is looking for people who are uh, eager learners and ready to volunteer, they will come with a staff member and come to your business and you can have different tasks set aside for them and we're helping you, but you're also helping us because our students need those responsibilities and opportunities. That's great. That's great. Well, hopefully uh, we can recruit some businesses, local businesses uh, yeah, from this great. broadcast today. And you never know who's listening out there. So 
Um, but yeah, definitely uh, can really make a difference in the, in the autism community and for these young adults, um, you know, looking to get some opportunity and gain some, you know, uh, work experience, uh, which is really tremendous and beneficial for them uh, in their growth right. and development. Yeah, I mean, um, a lot of districts have strong to everyone and they that's where uh, the district wants the best for their student the the parent wants the best for their student and they want them to go someplace where they're going to have more therapeutic opportunities or more activities of daily living and functional academics and vocational skills um, swim therapy going out to the community for you know to learn how to do things in different environments like maybe learn how to order food in a restaurant or you know take turns pay paying the at the Walmart cashier, you know, things like that that are real life skills um, that other places can't provide because, you know, we're just focused solely on that. We're not trying to, you know, everything in, that the whole district provides. You know, we're we're focused solely on getting kids uh, prepared for their futures. So what have you, I guess, in your career as an educator, uh, learned from now like when you first started to now, as far as the differences in, in the way we approach uh, teaching, has anything changed or evolved that you've really noticed the biggest difference? Well, I feel like in general, um, in, in general education settings, everything is focused on the test and everything you need to do to pass the test and to meet all your graduation requirements. And while we, we do academics here and we do make sure that everybody meets their graduation requirements, I kind of feel like we don't we don't focus on that. Our focus is uh, visible progress, uh, hands-on opportunities, um, doing multi-sensory approach to teaching. Whereas, uh, you know, in district, they're kind of swamped with the, you know, 25, 30 kids in a room trying to teach them all the same thing, where we have five or six students in a room and many of them have their own one-to-one -one assistant in addition to the teacher who's giving them that individual help that they need. So, I feel like when I first started teaching here, we didn't have a lot of personal aids and one-on-one -on -one assistance. We had the teacher and maybe one assistant in the room, but we've seen the need for that um, redirection, keeping the child on task. We feel that they really benefit more from one-on-one -on -one assistance. So we, I, we have more one-on-one -on -one assistance than we do have teachers and therapists because yeah. that's the staff that we need um, to help make the student have the most individual progress they can have. So I would say it's a big change right there. That was one of the biggest. Okay. Yeah. So what do you see with your program? Uh, you know, obviously with the new year coming, uh, we're going through the holidays. Um, what do you, where do you see the program going between now and the end of the year? Uh, any, any goals, specific goals that you're setting out for yourself, for your program? Um, well, in addition to helping the, the programs um, have more opportunities, go out of the building for work and get more in-house in stuff going on. Um, we have, a large number of students who are graduating this year. Um, and so we have to think about the impact of that, you know, trying to have more students come in. So we try to keep our um, our numbers up, try to keep our, our classrooms with students. Um, and that's a challenge in out-of-district placements in general, but especially for us because we are a public school, not a, not a private school. Uh, we don't really recruit as hard as, as like a private school would. Um, 
but just making sure that the students who are who need to be at a district are really getting that and they're getting served appropriately in the in the right placement, um, a placement like ours, um, where we have lots of gross motor and fine motor and sensory integration things in the building where other schools just can't provide that. So just getting ourselves out there. I mean, um, we work with a lot of case managers closely. Some of them have multiple students here and everybody who knows us uh, knows how hard we work and they recommend us to other people. It's just, we're not as known out there with every school district. So that's, that's probably the challenge that we have coming up. Well, hopefully this show today will help get the name out there, you know, of Central Park School. Uh, people get more familiar and, and ask questions, right? And, and they right. can ask questions and reach out to you as well. Um, I'd be glad to know. answer any questions uh, via email, phone. Uh, like I said before, we do have a Facebook page called Central Park School. Um, take a look through those pictures and see those great kids, and you'll see all the wonderful things that they're doing here in the building. Um, I think that gives you a sense of, the things that we like to encourage the students to be a part of uh, and getting their families involved too. So we've got um, a partnership with Dun & Bradstreet. Um, they come and do, they cook all our food for field day. And in a couple of weeks, they'll be here uh, with Santa. He brings an individual gift for each student uh, personalized for them. So um, we try to make that a fun activity for everybody. And um, that's a good partnership that we have with them. But we need more people out there to know about us. I yeah. think that's the biggest thing. And uh, we we like being tucked away in the corner, a nice and private backyard for everybody to play on. But it not, nobody knows we're back here. <laughs> right. No, so. it is beautiful. I mean, the campus is absolutely gorgeous. It's like a park setting. It's really mm -hmm. pretty and and very nice. Um, you know where where your location is. And again, like you said, tucked away. But you're you're not out there. You know, you don't have a billboard. You don't have. Right. You know, we don't, we don't uh, do advertisement out there, you know, where, where the school is. So um, that's why it's important. I think, you know, again, just to get the word out there and, and have parents understand what their options and choices are. I think that's the other thing too, is that a lot of times, um, and you know, this too, is when, you know, your child's diagnosed with autism and you go through the process, a lot of times they'll, you know, maybe that caseworker kind of guides that child towards a particular program. They um, do. And so, so it's good and bad in some ways because they don't always, I think, show all the options that are out there and what's all available yeah. to the parents. They show what's familiar to them. Um, and so sometimes that works for us because the case manager does know us and does feel familiar with us and can recommend us. Um, and we appreciate that. But not everybody, as you said, is is looking through all the, the options and possibilities. You know, we had two schools at one time. One was Park Lake and Rockaway. Right. And this building was formerly known as Regional Day School, and we're in Morris Township, uh, we're listed as Morristown. And the two schools came together. So Park Lake was primarily students who were classified with autism. And this school here in Regional Day School building was students with multiple disabilities and autism and Cree du Chat and seizure disorders and, you know, all kinds of things. And now the two schools are together. So I feel like we have a a fairly broad spectrum of students that we we serve, uh, primarily students who are classified with autism, but with students with medical issues too. And so that's why it comes in handy to have a great therapeutic and and uh, nursing staff here. Um, yeah, and I think that's one we thing really that really can see everybody. You definitely have is is a program that not every other program has, um, which is available for parents. So I think it's important for them to know about that option for them for their right. child. We have students who wear orthotics. We have a couple of students who are in wheelchairs. We try and run clinics for those parents to get the appropriate equipment for their child, get them fitted here, things like that. 
it, I think it makes it more convenient for the parent too. We try to help them work through their insurance and get those things because there's a lot of hurdles to jump over when your child has medical needs and we try to help you through that process too. Well, that's great. I, I mean, I think, um, is there anything else, Denise, that you'd like to mention to our listeners that could, you know, help them make the decision to come to, you know, Central Park School? Well, if you're looking for a small school uh, with individual attention for your child who can address all of their therapeutic, behavioral, and medical needs, then I think the Central Park School is a great place to look because we provide all that in a very collaborative family-like environment with caring staff who will prioritize your child's needs. Well, that's a beautiful way to wrap up the program for sure, Denise. Um, and, and again, just want to thank you for obviously taking the time out today to be on our show and uh, to talk about our program. And, and of course, you can send me all the links and everything. We'll, we'll put it on our website. So uh, parents that are, again, looking for a program or maybe they're not completely satisfied with their program that they're in and they might be looking for something more, um, definitely look into the Central Park program. Uh, it's a wonderful program. That, yeah. Thank you. And, yeah. Um, you know, I'm personally, obviously, um, you know, have a child in the program and is going to be graduating this year. And, um, you know, we've been very, very happy with what, um, you know, what we've had experienced um, with you in the program has been really, really remarkable and wonderful. So. Well, thank you. I mean, I just saw him this morning. He was uh, running our recycling program and then I saw him later. He brought me snacks on the snack cart. He was selling <laughs> snacks. So uh, we keep them busy here. And uh, he's obviously a very cherished student here who many yeah. people work with and we're going to miss him. Yeah, absolutely. And he's going to miss you guys too, for sure. Uh, and that's something we need to, we still haven't decided exactly what we're going to be doing, obviously, in uh, next year. Um, yeah, so honestly, we're still, a, still figuring that out. Decision. But, yeah, it's a tough yeah. decision because, yeah. you know, there's a lot of different angles that you can take and you want to do the best thing, of course. Of course, of course. Yeah. But I know you're there to help us with the process. And uh, well, yeah, you know, it's definitely um, reassuring to have, you know, someone in the field to help guide, you know, many of the parents that, you know, again, it, it, we're so, I think as a parent, you're so overwhelmed as it is. And I think, you know, your program has made it very easy for a lot of parents. And, and um, again, just giving them help, helpful information and guiding them and just really being there for the families too. I think that's another thing that gets lost sometimes, like you said, part of the communication about um, your students and and really including the parents in, in a lot of uh, the child's development and, and education. Um, really, it takes a village, like we always say, you know, it to does, really it raise does. a child, a special needs yep. child. So um, we, we, we enjoy working with the parents. That, that's what makes our job unique. You know, I think um, one of the things that really stands out for your program, just again, to just to highlight and mention is that the, the longevity of many of your teachers, um, you know, that says a lot about your program, right? Um, when you have longevity, that means obviously the teachers like what they're doing. They enjoy the program, um, you know, and they're sticking with the program because I know a lot of programs, teachers are moving around quite frequently. Um, yeah. We don't we don't see that as much with uh, with your program. So you've done oh, a nice no. job with that. Nope. We don't, we everybody who's here likes to be here. So yeah, um, it, it makes it worthwhile to to work with your colleagues who, who have the same vision as you. And you all love what you do. And it shows. So uh, very uh, grateful for that and thankful for the program. So. So, Denise, thank you again um, for being on our show today on Hope Saves a Day. Um, we hope that uh, some of the parents out there will educate themselves and when they're looking for a program and really look into the Central Park School in Morristown. Um, you're located, I believe, 5 Jean Street in Morristown, right. New Jersey. 
Um, and again, we'll put, um, you know, some of your information on the, on the website as well and our social media pages so that parents can, can learn more about the program. And then of course, listen to this program and really get to know you and, and a little bit of information about the program and then follow up as well. So, um, we're excited and, uh, again, just grateful for the opportunity to really kind of highlight and put the spotlight a little bit on Central Park School because it is such a wonderful program that just, again, like you said, doesn't really get out there, um, doesn't have the advertising behind it. And it is a public school program that's that's really wonderful and and really needed. It's a, it's a real need for our community to keep your school flourishing and, and um, continue developing um, some amazing kids. So Thank you really so much. I appreciate work. that opportunity. Yes, we we like being a part of this community and we want more people to know about us so that we can enhance the program. That's wonderful. Well, again, thank you again, Denise Moore, for being on our program today. Again, we'll have all those links and everything on Central Park School um, on the website on autismradio.org. We want to thank our listeners as always. And remember, don't forget our Hope for the Holidays program coming up this year. We have a lot of families that we're helping here in the state of New Jersey. Uh, so again, uh, today happens to be Giving Tuesday, but of course you can give any time of the year uh, to help a family that's in need. So thank you for your support. And again, we like to end every show with, as always, remember until next time, everybody, hope saves the day. Have a great day, everybody. Every time I see your smile, I wonder what you feel. Every time you laugh or cry, I wonder if it's real. You seem trapped inside Please help me understand What is your world like? I want to feel your love I want to know what it's like To laugh and play Imagine a thought that you cannot feel A tear trapped inside Imagine a sound that you cannot make No matter how you try I want you to know how I'm feeling I want you to know how it feels to be me I wish you could look into my world and see how I see hold my hand and remind me to hold on to hope each day let this song be my voice and remember hope saves the day I want to show you what I see what kind of life will I have? What's in store for me? Don't be afraid, just love and hold me I can be all that I can be With your love I can do anything With your love I can see the world like rays of light shine upon me inside of me then you are by my side i will love you till the end of time oh.
saves the day.